Running all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look, all my life, been grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look. Selfless sacrifice means that you will remain an individual, knowing what you bring to the table, knowing your value, but understanding that in order to integrate yourself with other great individuals, you have to sacrifice a part of yourself for the greater good of the team. United States well represented here. going against the United States, they know that they're the number one team. They have dominated for decades. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Ball Don't Lie podcast. This is your boy, Dexter, your host, the one and only. Welcome back to another show. And today we're going to be talking about the whole USA men's basketball team, the situation they're in, seems like they're kind of trying to figure things out as time moves. They lost back-to-back games, which I'm about to go ahead and speak upon. And I have to go and park the whole entire NBA Finals for a second, even though, you know, game game four is not until later today, Wednesday. But it's just insane that, all like, just watching these games with USA, I'm like, man, these guys don't know how to defend. They don't know how to even get, like, consistent rotations as far as, like, Passing the ball around, it seems like everything's stagnant, but I'll go ahead and break stuff down for you. And for the ones that have been watching, I appreciate the love. If you're new to this channel, go ahead and subscribe right below. Hit that bell notification. Thumbs up if you can. I appreciate it. It helps out the video a lot. It really does. It pushes the content to the top on YouTube. If you're on IGTV, go ahead and hit that like button as well. We appreciate it. If you're on the audio route, we're on every stringing streaming uh sorry streaming platforms out there whatever you can think of all the links are going to be in the bottom and like i said for the ones that have been tuning in can't thank y'all enough i've been getting a lot of feedback about you know uh the nba playoffs and the finals it's i mean it's been great on my side a lot of hard work but i enjoy what i'm doing for real all right so let's go ahead and get back to it because we're going to be talking about usa men's basketball and what's the problem they're losing back-to-back games like you lost to australia Sorry, scratch that. Rewind that. You lost to Nigeria. Who? T- I mean, if you look at the boys from Africa, them boys are tough. Them boys are tough. Like, for real. Like, scrappy. You know, they got guys in the NBA playing on that side in Nigeria. Coached well by Mike Brown. You know who Mike Brown is? Solid coach. I mean, he has NBA pedigree. So you can't knock what he's doing. Yeah, obviously, he's American, but he's going to coach for Nigeria. I don't know if he has Nigeria ties. That's for a whole different type of story. But for Nigeria to beat you, USA, and you to lose to Australia, which I kind of think that, yeah, Australia, I was expecting a tough game, but Nigeria kind of just wowed me, kind of surprised me. It probably surprised a lot of people. Probably surprised Team USA. It probably surprised the people who played for Team USA before, former players. Because Nigeria, to me, is scrappy. But I'll go ahead and get into that. And if it's crazy. To even think of that, the United States lost four out of the six games since 2019. Back to back, I think ever. Maybe probably happened one time or twice. I could be wrong, but last time I recall, they didn't lose 
back-to-back games in a long time. Probably for a lot of you guys who haven't been born yet. So that's crazy. Here's a, here's a crazy here's a crazy fact. Team USA lost one game total between 2006 and 2016. Only one game. And you lose back-to-back in 2021? Lost four games out of six in the last couple of years? That is not good. We got to credit the whole entire world. I mean, these guys who come overseas, they're balling here in America right now. They're balling in the association. I mean, you got Luka Dantic, right? You got uh, you got Jokic. You got the Greek freak himself, Giannis. Like, you have players who are coming over that has been playing in competition that's slowly catching up to us. Like, the world seems like it's catching up to the NBA, even though we have the best players on earth coming from the state side. But still, like, they're catching up. You know, you got Rudy Gobert, who a lot of people think he's trash, but he's not. I mean, he's a, what, three-time defensive player of the year? Multiple all-star, I'm assuming? Yeah. And that guy is a solid in the paint as far as the anchor. I mean, you have teams like that, and he plays for France. And you got Tony Parker's of the world back in the days. You got Boris Diaz back in the days. Like, you have hoopers that come overseas now that can give you the business. Like, for real. So that's... That's just, you know, something that people have to understand. Like, this ain't 92 Dream Team. This ain't 2006, or sorry, 2008, where they had Kobe and LeBron James and D-Wayne and Carmelo, and they just blitzing through everybody. Like, it's different now. Your competition is going to be stiff. You understand, Luke Dungeons, for the first time, took his country to the Olympics for the first time ever. So you're going to see that in the in the tournament. It's going to be you know interesting to watch. But, yeah, the Nigerian team has five NBA players. On their squad. Five. Three of them play on the Miami Heat team right now. So, like, they, they have chemistry amongst themselves. So, they know how we play. You got to understand, too, like, Australia, those guys have been playing together for, like, 10-plus years. Like, international in FIBA. You know, like, in, 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 in like as far as the FIBA World Cup. In the Olympics. Like, these guys are just being all thrown together. Only a couple of players are returning back to the USA team. There's a bunch of one-timers. First-timers. So, like, you got to understand, like, continuity and chemistry, that has to play out in the games. So that's why we have expeditions. Besides that, when you have LeBron James and Kobe, those are the greatest players in the league at the time. Right now, you only have KD. And then from there on, it just drops. Like, Dame, even though he probably to me is, like, the second best player on that team, he ain't a top five player. Some of y'all might argue that, but not me. Anyways, move on. Like I said, they're coached by Mike Brown, solid coach. You know, he has a resume in the, in the NBA, well-respected amongst his peers. But the Australian team, the Aussies, right? They have six active NBA players right now. Six. And I just named some of them probably earlier. If not, Patty Mills, Aaron Baines, Deladova, Joe Ingles, etc. Like, those guys played pretty much good in the NBA. Deladova was a curry stopper, supposedly, right? He played for the Cavs. But anyways, let's move on from that. You have Aaron Baines, solid center, very physical. Joe Ingles, you know you know his reputation as far as in Utah Jazz. Plays solid defense, but he splashes from three. Patty Mills. Patty Mills, those championship runs, he was an X factor. He came off the bench for them. He had a lot of clutch shots in the fourth quarter. He was kind of like the go-to guy in a sense for the Spurs. A guy can give you buckets too, so don't get it twisted. These ain't, these ain't no young cats. These are all vets. Compared to the guys you play, I mean, even though the NBA players are vets too, in a sense, but these are new, like first timers, like I said, coming on the scene. So it's a little bit different when you play international basketball, which is also physical. This ain't the 
This ain't the NBA where you think that you're a superstar, you're going to get calls. I mean, I get if you're LeBron James or Kobe on the court, but if you're not those guys, KD in a sense too, we get those calls. But if he ain't, if he ain't none of those guys I just mentioned, if you're Damian Leonard, if you're a Zach Levine, if you're a Chris Middleton who's about to come onto the scene pretty soon once the NBA Finals is done, etc. the list goes on. Don't think that you can whine to these refs. These refs don't give a damn about y'all. If you watch the European, uh, the European League, it's physical. Like you watch the Australian League, it's physical. If you watch the Asian market, it's physical. If you watch Serbs, those guys are physical. They they'll allow you to play a little bit. Like you know, they'll allow you to bump it a little bit as far as like the refs. So allow the players to do that. So don't look at the ref, Jason Tatum. Don't look at the ref, Zach Levine. Don't look at the ref, Draymond Green. Then you're gonna get these calls because they're not gonna happen. You might you might be slighted some you know bad calls. I get it. But you're not gonna get calls like LeBron James. This is a whole different thing. So, like I said, just keep an eye on that. International play is more physical, they allow you to play a little bit more freely and loosely. Remember, USA team lost to Australia in expedition game 2019 and lost by four points. Four points before they went to the World Cup as far as the FIBA play tournament. So, like, people need to like give the respect to the Aussies, the Australians. Because they can hoop. They've been together for a while. Patty Mills, Joe Ingles, Aaron Baines, they've been together for almost a damn near decade playing together. You got a bunch of new guys, like I said. So I don't want to rant about that. The USA team only have a few players, like I said, returning. It's going to take time for them to mesh. And like I said, you have a couple players, or three players still in the NBA Finals who are on this active roster. You still have Devin Booker, who they desperately need to be on that team because he's the best shooter on that team. Besides KD... Maybe questionable with Dame because Dame's probably a better deep shooter, but Devin Booker mid-range and stuff like that. If you add those three guys, great shooting. You also have Chris Middleton can play both ways, right? And then the third person, who am I forgetting? There's somebody else. Drew Holiday, who can lock down, who the USA team desperately needs a guard defender because Dame can't lock nobody down. And I'll go ahead and break this stuff down to you as far as why I say they need Drew Holiday really bad. But this is the crazy thing. This is where I don't understand. I mean, Team USA made it known. They made it known that we're going to change our dynamic uh, selection as far as picking players from the NBA, like the pool of players, and we're going to go with a lot of shooting. Like, they made it known, we need to score more. I don't get it. You guys dominated scoring anyways. That was never the issue. A lot of these guys didn't shoot jump shots in Team USA. They're all going to the basket and banging on people. Like, they wasn't really shooting. I don't think Kobe was shooting jump shots like that in, in 08. He was going inside all day, banging. Same thing with D. Wade. Same thing with Carmelo Anthony. Same thing with Chris Bosh. Same thing with uh, 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 Darren Williams and Jason Kidd and, and Chris Paul. They were just going inside all day in 08. So why change now? So what they did was they add more shooting, and they cut down on the bigs as far as length. Damon Bio is the only got true center that's on the USA team. The guy's undersized. Imagine, Bam has to play against guys like, you know, uh, 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 Jokic. Play against Rudy Gobert, in a sense. Like, you're going to have some big guys. Especially in Australia, they got a couple 6'11 dudes off the bench. And they got Aaron Baines, who's physical. Then you add other teams that have size, like the, like the Spaniards, the Spain. They're going to have the Gasol brothers back. Obviously, Marcus Gasol can still kind of hoop a little bit. But still, you're going to have to bang with these guys. Outside of Bam... They have no bigs. The next guy up is Draymond Green. So, yes, size is going to be an issue. 
So I hope Bam doesn't get in foul trouble. And I hope they don't get exposed on the rebounds because so far in expedition games, they've been getting exposed on the rebounds by Nigeria, by Australia. Like, they're getting slaughtered on the rebounds. So hopefully they, it works out for them. But I didn't see the strategy of Coach Pop and whoever else is, you know, picking players, whatever it may be. You're adding too many guards, too many wingers, and less shooting. If you had LeBron James, you can sign to the four. But you can't do that. If you don't have LeBron James, now KD might have to be the stretch four. I don't know how that's going to work. He could play a stretch four. I'm not saying that, but I don't know how that's going to work. So we're going to see how things transpire in the coming weeks because they start the tournament in three weeks from now. Obviously, they have Kevin Love too. My bad. I forgot about Kevin Love. But Kevin Love, was, is he, I, don't say, I don't think he's washed in a sense, but he's old. Like, he can't bang with people like that. He can't bang with Jokic or Rudy Gobert or whoever else may be. He can't do that. He's more of like, I'm going to stay in the perimeter. He can rebound low-key, though, still. But just can't bang in the paint as far as on defense. But that's, yeah, so that's something to keep an eye on for sure. And despite, like I said, you know, Draymond, he's not going to give you, he's not going to wow you. A lot of these guys are not going to be wowing you and scoring because the ball's going to be driven, you know, passed around a lot. But he, you know, he gave five dimes and four blocks. You know, four blocks against the Australians, but one point. I know you're all gonna talk about that, but whatever. If players were not, if if we never had a constru, like a construed schedule where it's very short, things started early. You know the schedules. You know was 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 so compacted. Games were cut. Whatever, whatever it may be, players got injured. Right? People played basketball for the last 12, 13 months or so, or yeah, 12 months. No, sorry, scratch it. 11 months or 10 months. What it may be, right? AD is hurt. If AD was healthy, AD will be there. You know, like, but guys are trying to take rest and, you know, help themselves out. But if AD was there, then I wouldn't be worried about it. But if you look in the NBA, what seven-footer out there you can have as an NBA center? That's solid. That's better than Bam. That's better than AD. I'll wait. Hold up. You got Cat too, right? But he didn't want to play. So I, I don't know. I mean, you, you got all the – most of the other bigs nowadays are better. DeAndre Aiden doesn't play for Team USA because he's from, like, what, Barbados? Or he's from the Bahamas, whatever it is in the islands. Jokic is best center in the league. He's from, he's from Serbia. You have Joel Embiid. Where is he from? He's from Africa. Like you have all the bigs really are not really from here. They're more international. So enough about that. But like I said, you know USA is missing Devin Booker, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. They should be showing up soon. If you go seven games, the last game I believe is July twenty something, and that's like like a like a week or less, or probably less than a week until they tip off in. Tokyo, Japan. So I'm not sure how they're going to... That's how it work. These guys are going to be physically fatigued. But whatever. USA lost to Nigeria by 12 points. That's what I want to talk about. They lost to them by 12 points game one. And in game two, they lost to Australia by seven. Like, you lost by double digits? That's crazy. Game, Gabe Vincent. If you don't know who Gabe Vincent is, that dude is the best shooter on the Miami Heat team. I've seen the dude play summer league. i see him light up people in the preseason, preseason a while ago. Dude can score. I did not know he was Nigerian, though, but that's crazy. He dropped six for eight from the three-point line. In your face, USA. Like, people were guarding him. Respect his shot. I remember KD at one point was like, hey, I'm not. I'm guarding you 30 feet, 35 feet. And the NBA three-point is shorter. Time out. Sorry about that. The NBA three-point line is longer. FIBA competition, which is the Olympics or FIBA tournaments, are the three-point line is shorter. So it's easier to shoot. That's why you had guys in Nigeria. Lights out, lights out, lights out. 
Hold on, man. 23s? Say what? That's crazy. How is USA allowed 20? How are you supposed to win the game if you if the other team shoots 23s? You have a better solution? You can't have guys like this. No disrespect to Nigeria. They came out and bowled. But no one expect them to win besides Nigeria. And the players who play on that team, six, six of them are from the NBA. I think five of them, sorry, are from the NBA. And those guys are not even tier two players, tier three players. These guys are role players and in the bench. Game Vincent doesn't even play for Miami like that. He is like the 15th guy on the roster. But he can light you up. You can't allow that guy who's the 15th man on the roster, on the NBA roster, to light up KD, Zach Levine, Damon Leonard. Come on now. That's pathetic. And remember, like I said, the three-point line is short, so it's easier, it's easier to score. It's a lot easier. Patty Mills. So let's go, let's go to Australia. Patty Mills looking like Ellen Iverson. The way he scorched USA, specifically, specifically, in the fourth quarter where he dropped 10 points himself. Dude was crossing him, Draymond. Blowing by players. Looking like AI. Like the second coming. I'm like, who is this cat? Oh, that's Patty Mills from the Spurs. What? How is he going by players? That just tells me, defensively, there's there's no defense for Team USA. That's why we need a Drew Holiday. Dane, we know what we can do offensively. But you can't guard. Same thing with Zach Levine. You can't guard. Same thing with Bradley Beal, you can't guard. Like, they have a bunch of guys who can score. They have no defense besides Bam and Draymond. Outside of that, who do you have, really? That's why they needed Chris Milton for a weak defense. That's why they need Drew Holiday. Thank God they accepted the USA invitation to be there. So hopefully, for me, I'm not even... These are red flags, but I'm not worried. I ain't worried about expedition games. I mean, USA in 2016 in five expedition games played. The average winning margin was 41 points. 41 points. So I'm not worried. These guys just got to get the chemistry together. They got to they, they, they gotta figure out how to play with each other. You got to understand, Dame and Bill never play together. This is like an all-star game to me. You put a bunch of guys together, all the talent, go ahead and hoop. But that defense in the all-star game is pathetic. Obviously, it's for show. This is not the all-star game. Nigeria, if they win a title, if they win the, the gold medal, yeah, they're going to be celebrating. The whole entire country is celebrating because we beat America, who's supposed to win the tournament. The Americans win a title. Sorry about the title. If the Americans win the gold medal, no one gives them nothing. It's like we are expected to win, hands down. But if, 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 if Nigeria wins... Argentina, Argentina wins, Australia wins, Serbia, Spain, whoever. They're expected, they're going to have a celebration. Like it's, like they just, the whole country just won the World Cup in soccer. So that's why to me, I'm not worried in a sense, because I expect this team to get better as time goes on. But it's crazy. Pat Mills, big ups to you, man. You balled out, even though it's an expedition game, but Watch out, man. Australia is a top, what, top three, top four team, even higher than that in the whole entire international play. So don't get it twisted, man. Don't get it twisted. Even though Argentina's up there too, but I think the Australians are better. But they, you got to give them respect for sure. And it's crazy because, like, I, 
If you guys didn't watch the game, USA is up by nine points at halftime. Yes, they were up by nine points at halftime. And for some reason, looking at these stats right here, they got killed in the third quarter. Like, they got bodied by the Aussies, the Australians. Yeah, mate. They, those guys. How you allow to have 32 points scored on you and you only score 18? Yeah, they got blown off the court in the third quarter. That's what ballooned the whole entire thing or swinged the whole momentum. And then at the, in the fourth quarter, they dropped what? 22 for 19? 22 points. Australia, 19 for Team USA. So Team USA was trying to come back, but it was too late. Guys like KD shot well. KD and Dame shot well. KD shot four for nine from the three. Dame shot well, too. He shot six for 11 from the three. So they shot pretty good. But like I said, USA needs to improve on, on defense because they allow the other guys to do what they want, really. Bradley Beal had a bad night against Australia. He was 0 for 2 from 3. Terrible. Jason Tatum looked lost on defense. He was getting killed on the backdoor cuts. He shot 0 for 6 from 3, including an air ball from the corner. That's pathetic. But just let this sink in for a second. KD and Dame combined for 10 threes that were made out of 20. So they both come both of them combined shot 50% from the three-point line. But everybody else shot three for 16 from deep. That's crazy. You're not going games like that either. And you're supposed to be, and this team's supposed to be a scoring team. We want more shooters. Three for 16? That's crazy, man. Some of those guys probably gotta go. For real. And this is what I'm this is why I'm talking about. USA needs bigs. You say you need some bigs. Bam, you got to do better. Bam, out of body, you got to do better. Draymond Green, you got to do better as far as rebounding and playing defense, but rebounding. Two games against against Nigeria and Australia, you got, you got out-rebounded. Matter of fact, the leading rebounder on your team, look at the numbers right here. KD had what, four? And Dame had four? That's crazy. Your point guard had four rebounds. So I'm not, I, I didn't want to know what Bam and Draymond had against Australia. That is terrible. If you're if you're if your pedigree is to play defense and rebound, as far as Draymond and Bam, what were you doing then? You gotta do better, man. And just to let you guys know, like it's not gonna, it's it's not gonna get like as far as like. People expect the USA to blow teams out. I agree. I agree. Heck, yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. You're supposed, You're supposed to, blow to blow Nigeria, Nigeria out. out. Like, you guys woke up and said, ah, game one. Ah, let's see how it goes. First game, expedition. Like, you guys got like you guys got wiped out, for real. But whatever, man. Like, you're supposed to blow teams out. I'm going to play a clip by Coach Pop. Where him and the reporter were going at it. And it's crazy. It's pretty much what I'm talking about as far as the blowouts. Like, Team USA usually blow teams out. Coach Pop argues otherwise. He's saying to the reporter, you're wrong. And I'll play that clip for you guys in a second. Stay tuned. Keep watching. You'll see it. But look at 92. Dream Team. Right? You got what? 98. Two oh, sorry. 96. So, 92 Dream Team. 96. 2000. These teams were marking everybody in their path. Whoever was the competition, they was blowing out the gates. 40 points, 50 points, 60 points. 
Some teams even waved the white flag and threw it in. Like, we don't want to play no more. And then for some reason, 2004, hmm, when Argentina won the whole entire thing, with Ginobili and Scola and so on, I think Splitter didn't play. My bad. But yeah, Mono Ginobili and Scola was like the team, the leading team guys. They messed up. Yeah, they messed up and lost that. They got a bronze. Ever since then, ever since then, two, was it 2006 and you know, all I'm looking at? Or 2008 when they had Kobe? They had LeBron, CP3, D-Wade, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Bosh, Jason Kidd. I, got, I can go on. Dwight Howard. <laughs> they dominated. 2012, same thing. Like Coach K from, the, from, the, uh, from Duke University only lost two games. Two games out of 50-something. He won 50-plus games, only lost two. But Coach Pop barely has a subpar winning record. He's above 500, but it's subpar. Like, he lost five games. I think they played total 15 games or so, and he lost five of them. So he's like 10 for five or 11 for five or something like that. I don't know, Coach Pop. I don't know why you coach San Antonio. It might not work out here because defensively, you're supposed to be a defensive guy. Defensive head coach. We had a lot of shooting. Yeah, it's good in a sense, but the USA don't need that. They need some bangers. Give them some bangers. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Team USA, uh, they bounced back today. They, they beat. Who they beat today? They beat Argentina. Yeah, they beat Argentina. If, and they have to bounce back. The score was what, 108 to 80? Yeah, that's a blowout, Coach Pop. You know, you, you're talking about there's no blowouts. You say don't blow nobody out. You blew them out by 28 points. If that's not considered a blowout, you define what a blowout is. I'll wait. Matter of fact, I'll tell you, anything that's 15 points or 20 points or more is considered a smackaroo. A blowout. Come on, man. Coach Pop, you know better than that. And I'll go play that clip for you guys in a second. But USA, Zach Levine played great. 15 points. KD has 17. Bam had 12. Bradley Beal has 17. Damon Leonard had 13. Like, they played good as far as offensively. You know, and and and, and other guys on the bench did good. Jeremy Green gave you eight points. You know, you had uh, a couple other young guys, like Garland. These guys are filling in for like the Drew Holidays of the world that's about to show up. But Argentina, they, I mean, they have really nobody. They have they have a couple of good players, but they're not going to score against USA like that. That's why they lost back-to-back games. They lost to Nigeria they lost to USA. So Argentina, your leading scorer was Luis Scola, who used to play in the NBA. That used to play for the Rockets for the long time. The guy with the long hair, he used to be Mr. Flopper, right? Talk that trash, right? Also played in the Pacers, right? He scored what? 16 points. So, yeah. They're not going to beat USA, but the other guys are young. They're scrappy. They got shooters. They, they, get, they get down with you. They play physical. USA, I think this is a calling card. They woke up. When they realized when they, won, they lost back-to-back games, and they're hearing all that junk on the radio, on the TV about USA losing back-to-back games. Like, it never happened to LeBron. It never happened to such and such. Like, these, these guys got, they got fed up. They're like, heck nah. Argentina, sorry, man, but that's a team we're going to have to mop up for sure. And they did that. So I'm, I'm not going to dive too much into that because the whole story is about how they lost back-to-back. 
and Coach Pop about the blowout situation? I'm going to play that clip for y'all. Check this out, guys. What's it like for you to have having um, watched your colleagues uh, go through some of these tournaments and, and blow these teams out, and now you are kind of experiencing um, a, a much different, much closer, tougher experience? Let me let me also answer that question. You know, you asked the same sort of question, the same family of question last time, uh, where you assume things that are not true. When you just mentioned, you know, blowing these teams out, that's never happened. So I don't know where you get that. So, can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish my statement? Are you going to let me finish my statement or not? So you'll be quiet now while I talk. And then I'll listen to you. The good teams do not get blown out. There are certain games that might happen in one of the tournaments in the World Championship, the Olympics, where somebody gets blown out. But in general, nobody's blowing anybody out for the good teams. So when you make a statement like that, it's like you assume that's what's going on. And that's incorrect. Yeah, that's crazy. You say that? Hold on one second. Say what? You mad, bro? Uh, you mad, bro? Are you are you mad? Are you mad, Coach Pop? Because it seems like you're mad. Hold on one second. You mad, bro? Uh, you mad, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Pop was heated. He was heated. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Run, run that, run that clip back again. Run that clip back again. Where you assume things that are not true, when you just mentioned, you know, blowing these teams out, that's never happened. So I don't know where you get that. Coach Pop was, what? They never got blown out. I'm going to post this picture right here. Nigeria got blown up by Team USA back in 2012, I believe, or 16, when they had Katie LeBron James right there in that picture. They got they lost by a, a lopsided. It was lopsided. It was terrible. So, yeah, man, enough about that. We're going to go back to NBA Finals. Coach Pop, come on now. And let's, let's get real with it. Anyways, we're going to go back to the NBA Finals. Game four is later today, so peep that out. I'll be back for sure. For the ones that have been watching, appreciate the love. Can't thank you all enough. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Be safe. Peace.